Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. (laughs) Uh, How did defenseman, staying on the Eddie Shore topic, how did defenseman Eddie Shore become a Bruin? I want to say like they just like found him playing like <laughs> pond hockey somewhere we're like hey kid <laughs> uh, yeah have you ever seen uh d2 the mighty ducks like it's basically how they put together that uh, junior goodwill games team um i'm gonna say they signed him to a contract oh i assume that's part of it i assume that's <laughs> that's what happened oh i didn't eventually. know we needed to be more specific Welcome to episode 58 of season two of the Brews and Bruins podcast, a the Hockey Podcast Network podcast presented by Bruins Diehards and the Hockey Podcast Network, as I just said, and uh, DraftKings and uh, all of your loved ones. We are presented by them as well, I suppose. Uh, Yeah, so we're here recording episode 58 before we record episode 57 later tonight. Yeah, great episode, wasn't it? Chris Gear, yeah, no, that was amazing. That was some great content. I think people are really gonna like that content that they just consumed. Um, what you drinking? Oh, actually, DraftKings. <laughs> I'm drinking DraftKings. I'm drinking some DraftKings. Good thing there's a company called DraftKings. The second round is in full swing, and the action increases from game to game. This is where the contenders are separated from the pretenders to give you some skin in the game so that you can feel the sweat (laughs) like never before DraftKings will be offering free-to-play pools every day of the basketball playoffs offering players a free shot at up to ten thousand dollars in total prizes that's up to ten thousand dollars in total prizes up for grabs each and every day of the basketball playoffs DraftKings free-to-play pools are easy to enter just download the app Go to pools, choose from a wide variety of free contests. All you have to do is answer a handful of questions around what you think is going to happen during that day's basketball games and track your results throughout the evening. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to get your free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes. That is up to $10,000 in total prizes if you use promo code THPN on sign up on sign up for a limited time. Good stuff, Drew. <laughs> Only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for full details. Chris, what are you drinking? Uh, I have a fine Pilsner beer uh, from a an unnamed company that I hope sponsors us soon. Unnamed. I'm assuming this video is not going out since we're on uh, Google Meet. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, you can see what I'm drinking pretty clearly. Uh, and pretty much anyone listening who's listened to an episode in the past 
couple months knows what I'm drinking. There you go. Gonna keep badgering. I got. Oh, you gotta give a rating. Uh, drinkability. What is that specific Miller Lite. <laughs> oh, <what was> that <laughs> bleep that out. That <laughs> bleep it. Yeah, bleep it. <laughs> uh, thirty-seven out of thirty-seven on the uh, drinkability scale. Uh, twelve out of thirty-seven on the taste scale. All right. Taste tasteability a... scale. I want to clarify. Yeah. It, it taste. It's an eighty-eight out of thirty-seven. Yeah. Um, Blue Comet, New England IPA from Widowmaker Brewing Company. Uh, it was like bottled on uh, June 9th. <laughs> that's a, that's a, <laughs> I was looking for, for, for percentage when I saw that. That's a sad name for a brewery. Widowmaker Brewing? Yeah, yeah like, a little bit. That, uh, like their beer kills you and, uh, you know, makes you strong. Yeah, sure. Oh, no, no. <laughs> it's whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger. <laughs> um, it is a ninety-seven point one percent. Which I gotta think a uh, logical fallacy there, because you know if you get like attacked by a bear, and it doesn't kill you, I don't know if that makes you stronger. No, it'll probably put you in a hospital bed for a while. Yeah. Um, tasteability. Certainly can taste this. So I'm going to go 30, but drinkability, it's honestly, it's pretty smooth for a 7.1% IPA. So drinkability, I'm going to go with a 26. Hey. All right. Now that that's over with. Parland home. <laughs> Parland home? What about him? Is he 26? Oh. uh yeah. Drew, have we lost our call? No, no, we're oh, you're here. back. Yeah, yeah, there was a little lag. We're good. Yes, Parlin Home was 26 and is 26 years old. No. Uh, all right, so <laughs> what is happening now? I'm worried. That Chris doesn't know it's coming. <laughs> Some Bruins trivia. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Where I get to hey, reveal to come my up with content. Uh, lack of knowledge of Bruins trivia. So all the these questions are from an article on a website that we used to write for, thehockeywriters.com, an article by Jeff Side. So that's, we'll put a link in the description. That's a name so I'm that familiar with. Credit. Yeah. Um, so... I'm not going to read all these. I have like 30 here. I'm going to skip over some. And I did not see the answers to these. There were one or two that I accidentally did, but I was copying and pasting just the questions into a Word document, so I was squinting to make it all blurry. <laughs> um, that, that gave me a headache. But uh, Just putting your body on the line for the podcast. Oh, exactly, yeah. Um, what year was the Bruins franchise founded? Uh, not a lot of people know this, but it was actually like 1837 um, B.C. Mm. Yeah, it goes way, way, way back. Um, I don't know. But I mean like this edition. The NHL was founded years. in like the early 1900s. So like, what, probably 1920s maybe? Mm-hmm. I know the answer to this. I have it like on a t-shirt or something. Um, 
So let's say like 1926. Ooh, November 1st, 1924. Okay. As the first American franchise and third member of the NHL's original six after Montreal and Toronto. Uh, let's see, where are the questions? I lost them. There we go. What was special about the Bruins record from 1970 to 74? Now, I have no clue, honestly. Maybe it was like probably a losing streak a win streak or maybe just an incredible amount of ties like i don't know uh i want to say they matched the same record every year over those over those years Ooh. okay let's see the answer the bruins had four consecutive seasons with more than 50 wins 57 54 51 and 52 respectively okay that's way less impressive than having the same record every year for four (laughs) straight years but not everyone they realize chris davis from major league baseball hitting i think he hit 247 every year for four straight years It'd be cool, like, you know, they're they're two games away, and they're like, crap, we gotta throw these two games to keep the record going for a third straight year. Um, let's see, skip a couple. Some, there's easy ones, like, which team the Bruins defeated in 19... Actually, do I know this? In 1970, Stanley Cup? That was Bobby Orr's flying goal. Yeah, yeah. it was the Blues, so that was right? the Blues, yeah. Um... What player ripped off a fan shoe and beat him with it in a brawl? Yeah, it'd be Mike Miller. <laughs> yep. Um, let's see. Which two players did the Bruins acquire at the 2004 NHL trade deadline? Was that when they... No, they wouldn't have traded... Did they trade Thornton midway through the season, or was it... It was like Brad Like over the offseason. Uh... Yeah, I don't remember. All right, we'll go with Brad, Brad and, and Stewart. <laughs> um, Sergey Gonchar okay. and Michael Nylander uh, for picks in Shane, Sean Morrison. Shouts to Michael Nylander, uh, I believe the father of Willie Nylander. I think so, too. We we did either way. He has a he has a hockey dad like an NHL. Yeah, dad, we did so that. It wasn't the, that uh, Nylander. Uh, in the Lancey ep- or the episode of down the frozen river with Lancey and the Bruins, you forgot about. And clearly, we forgot about him again. Yeah, we did. Very very forgettable. Uh, <laughs> hope he doesn't listen to this. Um, what? Oh, no, 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 that wasn't the one I was trying to do. How many times did the Bruins lose in the Stanley Cup final in the 20th century? A.K.A. 1900 to 1999. Uh, <laughs> I want to say it's in the 20s, because they lost so many to Montreal, and then they lost to Edmonton, like, in the 80s or the nine, early 90s. This is like total losses or like losing total, the series. Total Stanley Cup final series losses, okay, but like series you know, lost it, losses. Wait, I think so. Wait, wait, wait. I'm gonna say s- fuck. Yeah, I think that's kind of how it's worded. I think I'm gonna go lower than you. I'm gonna say I'm gonna go with eleven. I'm going twenty-one. Let's see what the answer is. Oh, yeah, scroll through it. 
12. Uh, Ottawa in 27. Montreal in 1930. 46, 53, 57, 58, 77, and 78. God damn it. To Detroit in 43. Philly in 74. And Edmonton in 88 and 90. Uh, well, hockey player is known as Chief. Me, uh, Johnny Busick. Yeah, he cooked me a burger. <laughs> True story. Uh, who was the first player to get a lifelong suspension? The first player to get a lifelong suspension? I'm assuming it's it's a Bruin. Yeah. I don't know. Some badass in like the 20s or 30s <laughs> for sure. Like, I mean, if it wasn't Mike Milbury for beating a dude with a shoe, then I don't, <laughs> don't actually know. All right. Let's see. It was Billy Coteau. Coteau? C-O-U-T-U. That's the last name. Coteau. Of the Bruins was suspended for life after losing a game in the 1927 Stanley Cup playoffs. He brutally assaulted a referee. Wow. God damn. I think there are some players looking to do that this year. <laughs> not, <laughs> not, endor- not endorsing that. Not endorsing it at all, I'm just saying. Um, see, we're tying things from the past to the present. This is what the Brews and Bruins podcast is, is about. <laughs> Which Bruin led the team in goals with 55 in the 72-73 season? Um, it's guessing got to be Espo. Esposito? Yeah. Yeah, probably. It's got to be Espo. Uh, yes, and it was. Busick had 40, Ken Hodge had 37, and Bobby Orr had 29, but Phil Esposito had the 55. Who led the team in penalty minutes for the 1972 73 season? Uh, repeat that. You lagged. Uh, who had the most penalty minutes? Who led the wait? Pfft. Who led the team in penalty minutes for the seventy-two, seventy-three regular season? I'm trying to think of like the yeah, like who was just the, the tough guys yeah, that were the on that badass, team? Like was because we know Espo, Busick, or was that like, like a Derek guys, Sanderson but... time? Yeah, it was. It was that area, I believe. I'm going to go with Derek Sanders. That would make sense. All right. I'll follow you on that, but give you all the credit if it is correct. And it was Carl Van Nuys. Yeah. (laughs) Carol V-A-D-N-A-I-S. Led the Bruins with 127 penalty minutes. Wayne Cashman had 100, and Dallas Smith had 72. Okay. Cool-ass name, Dallas Smith. Two first names. Two first names. And a city. (laughs) Which Bruin, uh, which Bruins have reached the fifty gold goal mark in three seasons? One's one's definitely Espo. I don't necessarily know the others. Cam Neely. Yeah, Cam Neely has definitely. Um, other than that, it's probably some like early on players because I don't think Bobby Orr was a fifty goal scorer. <laughs> He definitely hit 40. Yeah, yeah. Um, Maybe Busick or like... Yeah, let's say Busick. All right. Let's see. 
I'm looking for it. It's coming. It's coming. Yeah. yeah. No. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cam Neely hit the mark three times. He scored 55 goals in. Oh, it was only him. No, Esposito yeah. reached 50 goals. Remarkable five five times for Espo. That's good. Oh, so it was just Neely and Espo. There didn't was it no say? Off. Didn't no you say else. three? No, which Bruins have reached a 50 goal mark in three, in three seasons, ah, three separate seasons? There we yeah. go. Neely and Espo. Creating content. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which Bruins star was the first to score 1,500 points? I feel like that's got to be Bobby Orr. Raymond Bark. Ray Boy. I feel like Bobby oh, Orr Bobby didn't Orr play, didn't long, play enough. long enough for sure. Yeah, I think it's got to be Ray Bork. Uh, yeah. I mean, Cam Neely for sure didn't play long enough. No. Nope. Uh, Espo played for different teams. Yeah. Uh, looking for it. Looking for it. Bork. Uh, Busick was the is second all time with thirteen hundred thirty nine. Phil Esposito has a thousand and twelve, but it is Ray Bork with one thousand five hundred and six points. Uh, let's see. There was a good question here. Um, during the twentieth century, which seven goalies who played for the Bruins were inducted into the NHL Hall of Fame? Honestly, Gary Jerry Cheevers. <laughs> <laughs> that's a throwback joke <laughs> that is very much that's season one stuff right there um i think yeah achievers moog maybe sure um uh, it's hard for me to even name seven yeah i don't think i could... from that era <laughs> uh there there are some like very tiny thompson tiny thompson there you go there are some very famous ones who are much better known for playing for other teams, I think, that ended up playing for the Bruins. Probably, like, I think, yeah. I think Jacques Plante might be one of those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because it's which seven goalies who played for the Bruins. Yeah. So, yeah, there's probably some. Uh, so, sure, let's just go with, like, Ken Dryden or something and just say, like. Ken Dryden's probably, yeah, yeah. Two up, two know the answer yeah let's do that <laughs> jacques plant hey nailed it top goalie for the montreal canadians played for the bruins only in 1973 and was inducted into the hall of fame in 1978 tiny thompson was the bruins goalie from 28 to 38 he joined the hall of fame in 1959 frank brimsek followed thompson in goal for the bruins playing from 38 to 49 and joining the hall of fame in 66 never gonna get that one <laughs> chivas all right, we got three. Inducted in 85. Terry Sawchuk, yeah, primarily a Red Wings goalie. That's another one of those. He only played for the Bruins for two years. Uh, Harry Loomley, a top Maple Leafs goalie, played in Boston from 957 AD to 1960. <laughs> <laughs> uh, from 1957 to 1960. Uh, Bernie Parent, mainly a Flyers goalie, was a Bruin from 1965 I believe that's to 1960. Perron, but Perron, probably, yeah, probably Bernier, but you know, um, 
Oh, where's this one? Oh, we got three of them. That's pretty good. In the 1970s, a bumper sticker in Boston says, said, Jesus saves, blank scores on the repound. Now, I know this one because I was told. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's a very famous bumper sticker. Yep. What was the nickname of the Bruins' top line featuring Joe Thornton, Glenn Murray, and Mike Knubel? That line had a nickname? <laughs> uh, the pretty good line, but not yet perfect. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Based on any line nicknames post, like, 1980, I'm going to guess it was, like, the contraption line or something. Contraption. <laughs> I think the... Uh, few flaws line. Uh, let's see. Oh shit! Now I gotta scroll and find the answer. This is so hard. The seven hundred pound line. Wow. <laughs> How many? Uh, of was those... named by Canadians coach Claude Julien after a dominant game. By yeah, I was gonna say something. You're gonna have to bleep. So. Ooh, do it, and I'll bleep it. Now we're good. <laughs> All right. That should be the cold. <laughs> <laughs> um let's see maybe a couple more um in the eddie shore ace bailey incident on december 12th 1933 we were all there yeah how long was eddie shore suspended i'm interested in what the incident was uh, 20 games uh for uh spitting in a guy's eye and uh you know, challenging him to a duel, you know, as, <laughs> like they, an actual as they did in the 1930s. Are you thinking with swords or with guns? I was thinking like muskets. Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. So then if you miss your shot, you got like <laughs> a full 60 seconds of frantically trying to <laughs> reload. You got to keep your powder um, dry on the ice there. I'm going to go full season, rest of the season or something. I feel like it's got to be something big. Um, and for, uh, wouldn't be a headshot, uh, for like a spear or slew foot or something like that or something. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. I'm not going to keep rambling. I'm going to find the answer. Shore was suspended 16 games after he was tripped on a breakaway and did not get a penalty called. Eddie Shore took out his anger on Ace Bailey after laying a devastating hit on Bailey, Maple Leafs captain Red Horner rushed at shore not realizing how much damage was done shore smiled at horner as if to say give me your best shot after absorbing horner's punch shore lay motionless on the ice bailey was put in the hospital and hovered close to death and was operated on twice to relieve pressure in his skull he recovered but never played hockey again and i guess that confirms like the nhl's track record if you end a player's career you get 16 games uh, <laughs> well, back then 16 games was a whole season so that's true i suppose i just i'm just making stuff up oh good because <laughs> i feel like it was a little longer than that <laughs> honestly if you ask me I, I i would guess probably somewhere in the 50s of games but yeah in the 1930s these guys were making like five thousand dollars a year and like working second jobs in the summer so yeah not getting paid nearly enough um 
they're not even really paid their true value now i feel like no probably not not that like millionaires not making more millions is a huge issue in society or anything but <laughs> yeah, let's turn this into uh, a communism podcast <laughs> share it all the fans should get some of the wealth free tickets let's go um, I feel like here, uh, if my employer is listening, I have to state that I am loyal to the U.S. government or whatever they make us say. So, I pledge allegiance to the flag. I don't think they make the... It, they make us do something like that, but I don't think it's the actual pledge of allegiance. It's like every morning, and you're like hungover from brews and Bruins, and you're like, uh, let it also be known, I'm not working hungover. Uh, ever to that? Never, never, ever. Nor would I. Um, <laughs> uh, how did defenseman, staying on the Eddie Shore topic, how did defenseman Eddie Shore become a Bruin? I want to say, like, they just, like, found him playing, like, <laughs> pond hockey somewhere. And we're like, hey, kid. <laughs> uh, yeah, have you ever seen uh, D2, the Mighty Ducks? Like, it's basically how they put together that uh, Junior Goodwill Games team. Um, I'm going to say they signed him to a contract. Oh, I assume that's part of it. I assume that's <laughs> that's what happened. Oh, I didn't <laughs> know we needed to be more specific than that. Well, let's see. Yeah, because there wasn't really a draft back then. You just kind of signed. I'm looking, man. Uh, in 1967, 20, uh, 1926-27, Art Ross, the Art Ross, took advantage of the collapse of the Western Hockey League to purchase several Western stars, including the team's first superstar defenseman, Eddie Shore. So, he was a WHL player, and then... You could say he washed ashore. Name of the episode. <laughs> um... And I guess uh, one last interesting one. What year did the Spoked Bee logo first appear? Hmm. I knew it was like the the bear, like the one that's technically like their alternate. It was like the bear and Bruins and like the little arch. Well, and then you know, wasn't it, like it the McDonald's? Wasn't it just the bee like with no spokes for a little bit between then too? Yeah, yeah. So it would be I'm gonna Spoked say Bee, so the one after that. 19... 19- Ooh, I might go late. I'm going to say, like, 1961. Ooh. I'm thinking, like, mid-40s. I, I was thinking that, too, and I think that's probably the right answer. But you know what? I was thinking... Living on a prayer. Yeah. 1948-49 was the first season that the well-recognized Spoked B logo first appeared in the Bruins jerseys. And it is the B from... The uh, original Winter Classic jerseys, the 2010 Winter Classic jerseys, it was that B, and then they had, it was their, yeah, it was their 25th season, so they had like 24, uh, 24 and then 49, marking 25. It's funny, we see all these like, you know, newer teams now hitting 25, it's like, what you doing, where, almost 100, like it doesn't feel like an accomplishment, but the Bruins were there once. <laughs> Turns out. I got nothing else. Do we have any, like, timely news from Friday that occurs in four days? Like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen in four days? So I thought it was really wild when Max Pacioretty just, like, took his pants off on the ice in, in game seven. But 
you know, sometimes <laughs> that's you just got to do that. Um, and it, it seemed to uh, really distract Cole Caulfield. So, you know, uh, Alex Petrangelo was able to score. And, uh, I, I mean, that's that's how the series ended. And I think it's going to go down in history as one of the wild finishes of, of any series in the history of, of the NHL. Hell yeah. Yeah, that was quite the sight. 